Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today I want to talk about New Year's festivities and do they bring an increased suicide risk? This is something that I was shocked by, to be honest. I, I had no idea um, about the research on this. And this is from 2018. I'm reading this from uh, Kinzel uh, CBT. Um, so it's a website, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But I, I was shocked by this, that suicides go down um, around Thanksgiving you know, uh, and Christmas, but there's a, there's a bump, there's a spike on New Year's Day, right? Um, and the main reason is that while Christmas, and I'm quoting this from the article, the main reason is that while Christmas can bring its own stresses, it also tends to be a time of increased connectedness, family time, and social support. Uh, however, multiple international studies show this is followed by a notable spike in suicides on New Year's Day. And end quote. And, and the article says that there are a couple factors that play into this, uh, uh, this spike on New Year's Day. One of the factors that we see a spike on New Year's Day is that some people postpone a planned suicide so family and friends can enjoy Christmas. I, I want to address that first and, and foremost, that it's interesting how on one hand, thinking about our family, thinking about our friends, thinking about them enjoying something and not wanting to ruin it for them uh, with our suicide is actually with saving our life, right? Uh, but on the other hand, it's for some reason, it's not enough to save our life on New Year's Day. Somehow that thinking doesn't work for us. We go, okay, they've had their celebration, their fun, their, their cake, their gifts, they're good now, that, that, right? That's how the brain starts to think, oh, they're good now. Uh, I, you know, I, because I didn't kill myself, so they're good, right? And there's another reframe. There's a, I want to challenge that thought because part of that, I, I really want to dig into that thinking. The thinking, the stinking thinking, this is, <laughs> this is what they call it in AA, stinking thinking, is that part of the reason they enjoyed their life it's because I didn't end my life. That, that's, that's why. And, and I have to admit, I've, I've had the same thought, the same thinking. But let's reframe that. Part of the reason why they, in, the part of the reason they enjoyed Christmas, they enjoyed December 25th, is that you were there, that you were all there together, that uh, it was a shared experience. Right, um, it, it would it would be wild, it would be wild to be there, be part of the experience, and then that's the reason why somebody else kills themselves. They're like, "Oh, you were there, <laughs> right?" That would be painful, and then I could see wanting to end your life on New Year's Day. But if we think about it, they had fun, they enjoyed themselves, right? We were a part of that. We don't, and, and part of the reason why we don't recognize that we're part of that 
is because of that word they. They had fun. They enjoyed themselves. They loved it. They got gifts. They had they have everything that they need. They're so happy. And we don't use the word we. We did, you know, did did we enjoy ourselves? Did we have a good time? Did we laugh? Did we make connections? See, when we when we forget that, we don't we don't notice how oh, I love these people and these people love me and and this is a vibe and this is something that um regardless of all the trials and tribulations and, and challenges that we've been through, we're still able to have this moment. They invited me over. I invited them over. We came together. Those are all signs of our value, of our worth, of, of the fact that we are loved and appreciated. Maybe, may, okay, maybe an argument broke out. Maybe there was some tension. Maybe there was someone who maybe didn't want you there or you didn't want to see. That's part of it. That's part of family. That's part of friendship. That's part of being with other people. They're just going to be days and moments where I don't want to see your face. <laughs> Michelle Obama said that about Barack Obama. She was like, I, I just didn't, I was sick of his face. <laughs> and so that, that's natural. But, but our brain overlooks the love, the shared joy, the shared community, the shared laughs. We, f- we forget that we were a part of that. And the fact that, you know, we could say, and then our brain goes, well, of course everybody was like that. It was Christmas. It's like, yeah, but if you were able to do it for Christmas, that means that we can multiply it. We can scale that. That means that we have a foundation to build on. And, you know, yes, Christmas is a is a time where we t- we tend to think of, setting our differences to the side to the to the side not to d side to the side so that we can come together and have a peaceful serene fun and and playful day and, and just be joyful right um and then after we can have a conversation of you know, instead of New Year's, Day, uh, New Year's Day ending your life, ending our life, we can call our friends, call the people that we connected with on Christmas and say, hey, I had a really great time. I am having some challenges. I, you know, here, here's the way you can do this. New Year's Day, if New Year's Day is the day you're thinking, all right, it's a wrap, call the people that you connected with or bonded with on Christmas Day. And, and let them know, hey, here's what I enjoyed. Here's what I loved about our time together. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm also struggling with this one thing. You know, you have to mention suicide. You'd be like, um, maybe it's bills, finances, your health, whatever that is. And see how they respond. Let people surprise you. Let that be the gift. You know, we get wrapped up when we think about gifts Gifts are, are surprises. They're, they're hopefully pleasant surprises. They're, they're things that we want, uh, but 
oftentimes we don't get what we really need. And what we really need is to be seen, helped, supported, to be heard, to be understood. But we have to give people the opportunity. We have to let them know. We have to communicate that we're actually struggling. Instead of, you know, maintaining the, the stoic face, the straight face, I got it all together kind of thing. For Christmas, think about this. When you're a kid, when you wanted something from Santa Claus, and, and I understand that Santa, I have you know listeners from all over the world, so not everybody has a Santa, but I, I think you understand the reference. But when you want something from Santa, you make a list. You make it known what you want and what you need. Because you know if you don't make the list, you're not gonna, you may not get anything. And you know if you do make the list, you're probably not going to get everything on the list, but at least you can get a few of the things maybe or one of the things. It's the same thing as adults. We have to, we have to make a list or communicate what our needs and what our wants are so that not, not Santa, but our friends can bring it to us, our family can bring us to it, our social network, our colleagues, the people around us can support us, can help us, can give us what we need, what we want. If we don't, if we don't make our needs known, what our wants are, what our desire, it it could go unfulfilled. Every now and again, someone can read in between our silence and figure out what's going on with us. But for the most part, most people are into their own thing. Most people got their own stuff going on. They got their own health issues, financial issues. They look like they got it all together, but they have their own challenges and struggles. Right. I mean, you wouldn't believe like, you know, uh, the, the, the things that, that crop up in other people's lives. I think that's why we love reality shows, because we're like, oh, man, I can't believe they're, they're dealing with all that, you know. So if, if you're a person who's like, I'm going to postpone my suicide until New Year's Day, it's like, OK, make the call, make the call to the people in your life. Or make the call to the 988 number, you know, and, and, and just let them, like, talk to someone about what the challenges are, what the struggles are, what, what's going on in your life, so that maybe somebody can help you. And there's a difference between sharing a challenge and complaining. I'm not talking about complaining. I'm talking about, hey, here's a problem. Here's a problem. And I'm, I'm seeking solutions here. Here's my problem, and I'm seeking solutions. Going with that idea. Just like you're in school, uh, you have a math problem. How do I solve this problem? And Because that's, that's what it is. It's a, it's a problem. It's a challenge. It's an obstacle. How It's a puzzle. How do we solve it? And you can even frame it like that. Hey, hey I, got a, I got a puzzle. I got a, I got a, I got a financial puzzle for you. I have a financial uh, challenge for you you know whatever like what would you do if you were in my shoes there, there's so many ways we can ask for help without saying help right going back to this article it says another factor of why people will uh may end their life on new year's day or wait till new year's day is alcohol alcohol is a depressant while simultaneously loosening inhibitions so excessive alcohol consumption on New Year's Eve can be dangerous. So, we, so we're getting that bump on New Year's Day because of 
the alcohol, the loosening of inhibitions, the, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's late night, um, uh, now all of a sudden, uh, I could, I could do whatever I want. I remember the first time I drank Red Bull, right? And I know Red Bull is not alcohol, but it changed my state. And that's what alcohol does. It changes your state, right? It changes your physiology. It has an impact on you. It is a, caffeine is a drug like alcohol is a drug. And I swore when I drank that Red Bull, I could run through a building. I just, I knew it. It loosened up my ambitions. It made me dumb. It made me, like, I, I really, I was like, I can, I, that commercial was like, it gives you wings. I thought I could fly. Fortunately, I didn't try to run into a building, but I just had that feeling of, that, of invincibility. And I think an alcohol can be that for some people where they go, yeah, I could, I could do this without consequence. I could, I could jump off this, run through this, you know, whatever. And I could drive in my car a million, like, you can't. It's the alcohol. It's having an impact on you. And if you know alcohol affects you like that, and, and maybe it even you it, maybe it's not even as violent as that. Maybe it's sexual in nature, or um, you know, you just start saying things uh, at maybe you're you're getting drunk at the company event and, and now you you've you've lost a job. You wake up New Year's Day, get the email, hey Frank, uh do you remember saying this to the boss? Well, he does, and you're fired, <laughs> right? So, or your or your your girlfriend breaks up. You know, we 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 take in too much alcohol, say or do something that uh, was so wildly uh, inappropriate and hurtful and and consequential that uh, we we lose the people and things and, and that give us meaning in our life. And and and, the, and so the compounding that, um, you know, we could see that spike, right? And then the third um, factor of why you might might why we might see that uh, spike on New Year's Day is there's what's called the broken promise effect, the disappointment that follows when something a person had been excited about fails to live up to raised expectations. This broken promise effect is thought to be a factor in the fact uh, suicides often rise after holidays and weekends, right? I, I get that where you're so excited about how something, I think a lot of athletes experience this where with the um, Olympians, I should say, where they just they have this idea of what going to the Olympics, being in the Olympics, winning the Olympics, what all that's going to be like and feel like. And then it's really nothing like what you thought it was going to be. I performed um, in the Sydney Opera House, and that was on my vision board. That was my goal. Uh, to go to Australia was one, and then to go to the Sydney Opera House was two. And I have to admit, it, it, performing in the Sydney Opera House, is as exciting as it was and as awesome as it was, it did not match my expectations. I was... I had, I had built it up so much in my head, I was underwhelmed by the experience, unfortunately, right? And this is a, a part of the reason why when I travel places now, I don't look it up. I don't want to see images or photos or videos. 
I don't want to know where I should go or eat because then it's just building up an expectation that could never be lived up to. It is just better that I just show up and explore for myself. And I think we can do that with our goals where like, um, you know, I've been struggling to write a book for decades now. <laughs> I have to admit, for so long. And part of it is like, I just built up what writing a book is going to be like instead of just sitting down and 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 really doing the work. I, I over-romanticized it to the point uh, where it's uh, killed some of the motivation for it. it. But but I'm aware of that, you know? And so I'm taking steps uh, to to get into the grime of it, to remind myself of the daily uh, uh, task of writing. Instead of thinking about writing a book, it's like just crank out, you know, so many words a day. And that's all it has to be, right? Because that's where the joy is. That's where the fun is. The fun was going, booking the Sydney Opera House and going to the Sydney Opera House. Like that to me was fun. It's like Michelle was there, my friends were there. Like that was fun. The actual performance didn't, but but that was also because I didn't have an expectation of going to the Sydney Opera House. It was only of performing in the Sydney Opera House. And then lastly, uh, the fact that New Year's Day is a time that emphasizes reflection. If you've had a tough year, looking back can be painful and the road ahead may appear bleak than it really is. Seeing the fireworks being set off in cities all over the world as the clock strikes 12, apparent images of togetherness and optimism as others ring in the new year to the strains of old Lang scene. I don't know what that is. For someone who is down on their luck, such images can leave them feeling small and alone, like they don't measure up to others. Few holidays inspire social comparisons like New Year's Eve, and social comparison is a dangerous game. Wow, you know, I was just talking about reflection today because I, I um, with a friend, I went for a walk along the beach, and I, I typically don't walk uh, this path along the beach, so I, I didn't have an idea of, like, how far length and things like that. So I picked a spot up ahead. I was like, I'm going to walk to that thing and then walk back. So I walked there, and as I'm walking back, I go, wow, I can't believe how long this walk was. That was not a short walk, but I didn't realize it as I was walking. I didn't, as I was walking to, I realized it walking back from. And I say that to highlight the fact that in a year, when we reflect back on our year, it's so easy to remember the lows, the, the things that didn't work, the failures. We think about how the year felt. But when we actually look at it, when we actually zoom in a little bit, we'll notice a few wins, a few high fives, a few hellos, some, a little winks here, some smiles there, uh, some moments of joy, some magical moments, things that worked according to plan and things that didn't go according to plan and still worked out. Right. And so, but we may have to, to sit with ourselves a little longer to give it time to notice how beautiful it is. Think about your year like a painting. I promise you 
I promise you, if you look at any painting, some paintings immediately you'll look at and be like, wow, that's a beautiful painting. I love this painting. And some you'll be like, man, that's awful. That's ugly. Now, with the ugly ones, the ones you're like, nope, if you sit with that painting long enough, I promise you at some point you'll start to notice things in the painting that you love, that you like, that you're drawn to, that start to light, that start to, to light you up, that excite you, that you appreciate. Same thing with your life. If you feel like your year has been a year of trash and shit, sit with it long enough. To, to go, go, go month by month, week by week, day by day. Comb it from January 1st. And you'll start to rack up W's. You'll be like, what? I didn't. But it requires us sitting with it and taking time. If you found value in this time that we spent together, please take seven seconds and share it with one other person. Uh, because when we have communication, then we have connection. When we have connection, we have community. Remember, this, the podcast is not a substitute for you calling the 988 or any of the 800 numbers listed in each and every single one of the show notes. You can chat, talk, text. You can go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.